Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of the 34 Sports Podcast. My name is Nug, and today we're going to be talking about a little bit of all three sports, MLB, NFL, and NBA. Let's start with the MLB. It came to a less than surprising end to the year. Most people going in would have went for the Dodgers, but um, the Rays did put up a good fight. I think um, some minor coaching issues uh, cost the Rays that last game. Well, not minor, major. Kevin Cash yanked Bryce Snell after he was having one of the best games that I had seen. I haven't watched much baseball, but from what uh, everybody was talking about, I wasn't alone in saying that that was one of the great games that of pitchers for a pitcher um Snell was uh had went through um the rotation the Dodgers rotation twice and was lined up to go through three when Kevin Cash pulled him um that was stupid um he put in Nick Anderson who is not the best pitcher he's had a horrible postseason record I don't know what it is but I know it's not five even 500 uh, he allowed two in, two runs in that inning, and uh, the Dodgers went down by one. It was a 1-0 score at that point. Um, and uh, Bryce Snell was a left-hander, which Mookie Betts does not like to hit against. And guess what? Mookie Betts came in, and I think he was one of those two runs that he scored on Nick Anderson. Um, but... The the Rays got to really think. I don't. If I were Snell and I wasn't on a long tier contract, I would leave after something like that. That's not what you really want. Um, I would be mad. I he basically blew it. I'm not saying they would have won the chip, but they had a chance at it, and that move really cost them that game. I mean, they basically blew the game right there. Um, but nevertheless, congratulations to the Dodgers. It was a great performance. They were really good all year. They didn't even have all their players. Price, the pitcher, didn't play. There was other people I'm not 100% sure, but um, they did it. They um, got past. They didn't have to worry about uh, guys like the, the Astros um, cheating them out of it this time. They They did it. Um, there's only one thing that uh, really uh, just um, just destroyed the. It didn't. It was one thing that uh, really just took the spotlight away from that. And that night was that they let Justin Turner back on the field after he had tested positive for COVID on his test. Now I don't I don't know why that happened, but it shouldn't have happened. If there was even a chance that he had it, he should have been back in the dugout where he was after the seventh inning. He should not have come out. He should not have been jumping up and down with his teammates. That was very, very inconsiderate of him. And the Dodgers Dodgers team, I mean, I get it, it's the end of the season, but somebody could possibly uh, die out of it. You don't really want to take a chance out of that. Um, but uh, I don't. I blame the Dodgers somewhat, but uh, who I really blame is Rob Manfred. I said it back. I don't. I think it was four. I think podcast four. I talked about how I just think he is not cut out to be a commissioner. He just mismanages things left and right. Um, he's an idiot. I said it then, and I'll say it now. Uh, why is a positive test coming out in the seventh inning of a game? It should be done before. I don't get how Adam Silver can just come off everything clean in the NBA and just be good to go. 
even like the tournament, that thing that I, the basketball tournament that I talked about was the first sporting event that came back from after COVID. But um, even they knew their test before the game. You should never have the testing come out mid-game. That is just dumb. I get that they like to play their back-to-backs in the MLB, but if they could not get the test quick enough, forget the back-to-backs. You're already out of the ordinary anyway playing 60 games. They could have spaced it out. I don't, just really dumb, really dumb. Um, but, yeah, congratulations, Dodgers. We'll see how everything stacks up next year. Hopefully the Tigers are doing better, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, as always, I'd like to talk about a little bit of NBA movement. Um. To, there's a couple of things that I've seen that have intrigued me that came up this week. Um, one of the big things that it came out at today, just today, uh, we're recording on Friday. Um, the NBA, if they start in the middle of January, could drop player salaries and only play 50 games, which I think is highly unlikely. I know players like LeBron and guys like that, uh, not just LeBron, Davis, Danny Green, Rondo, and them don't want to play in December. But do they want less of a paycheck is the real question. And it's not because the owners are trying to, well, it is and it's not. It's, I mean, when you're, the person you work for is losing money, they're not going to give you as many hours if you're working a regular job. So why, if they have to cut the season down, should they have to play the players the same? I I don't see it. I get why they would have to cut it. I think they should start right on Christmas Day like they were talking, but it, it's too close. It's too close. No matter how long they wait this out, it's the the virus is not going away. So um I and I I realize that they are fatigued, but um with the way that they low manage all the time, they will be fine because they've already been preparing for this for years if they've been doing their silly load management thing that they do. Uh, especially I like Kawhi, but he is one of the worst. He got a little more of a break, though, because he can't uh, get Paul George to play. Um, big uh, trade rumor that came out this week is the Celtics want to trade for Gobert, possibly. I mean, it's all rumors at this point, but... Uh, I think Gobert would fit really well. They he'd be like Tice with more offense, and that's why they like Tice is because he's he can set screens and be really defensive and get bored. And Gobert can definitely do that. Um, Celtics. I don't know how Gobert would fit in the fast break, but I think it would be a good trade. They'd probably have to send Hayward back to Utah, which would be interesting. A little bit of an interesting homecoming. I wish Hayward had never left because. Uh, with Mitchell and Hayward and Gobert, because they would they would have had the same 15th pick, either way. I think no, he went 13. Or did Detroit? No, Detroit drafted Kennard 13, and then Mitchell went 14 to the Jazz. But that would have been great uh, pairing together. But now they have to give up Gobert to get Hayward back again. I don't know. I'd want Hayward and Tice if I were them in a trade. Um, but yeah, I, Gobert would definitely help them. I'm going to do a full video on that. I can't say a day because last week I had issues with uploading with, uh, the, 
the uh, rendering last week, but I think I've got it down pat now, and you should see a video out on my opinion on the Celtics' big issue. Um, another thing that came out uh, is DeMar DeRozan being a hot uh, topic for a sign-and-trade. I don't really like sign-and-trades a whole lot. If you if you let a guy go for nothing, you let a guy go for nothing. It's your own fault for not trading him earlier. I don't think I don't like this free agent sign and trade. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't get why DeRozan would do it either. He literally, I, well, I guess you kind of get it's it's a weird thing. But I, if you lose, you lose. You shouldn't be able to get money back on somebody uh, when they just straight up leave like DeRozan will in in San Antonio. But um, Milwaukee and Brooklyn are top spots for them. I, uh, DeRozan's kind of got, um, the spotlight taken off of him in San Antonio. San Antonio, when they're not winning, uh, their gameplay doesn't really, um, bring the media to watch them. And they were losing, they were mediocre this year, which is the first time that that's happened. And, well, they've been mediocre for the last two, three years, but that hasn't happened in 20 years before that, so... It's a little bit depressing. My dad's a Spurs fan, so not good for him. But they had a good run of it. Same with the Pats in the NFL. We'll get into that in a minute. But, um, yeah, but DeRozan would be good for Milwaukee. Uh, my Giannis video talked about that, uh, how the uh, Bucks need to make a move for somebody. And DeRozan could be that piece. A little more offense can create his own shot. Middleton isn't that kind of guy. Middleton would be good as a third option. Um, as a shooter, he can, I mean, when Middleton's, Middleton can quietly give you 25 a night when he's on. The problem is his inconsistencies over his career have, uh, hindered the team in a lot of ways. Uh, actually started out in Detroit. Not going to get into that, but I am kind of salty that he's gone. That they never used him. I mean, he never really even got, he didn't get a shot. I think they traded him before he even played a minute. Um, but that's what Detroit does sometimes. All right. Um, kind of a controversial signing, at least for me. A lot of people are happy, but Mike D'Antoni got added to the Nets coaching staff. I hope that Steve Nash does not let him dictate too much. He's going to be an assistant. I hope that Nash does his own thing. And you got Amari there, so you know they're not going to kill the big. But I wish some they would let D'Antoni go right off into the sunset and die under a palm tree because I think he is one of the... He's lost in the analytics. It's not going to work. You need to just, it's too late, old man. Just be done. I know that might be a little bit harsh, but I just, I, he's one of, uh, he's one of the, my least favorite coaches. One of my very least favorite coaches, uh, Stan Van Gundy got hired in, in New Orleans, but, um, I just don't get how some of these guys keep getting jobs. Dan Tony should be sent down the river and never coach again, but he got, throwing a bone because he um, uh, made Nash look good. Well, Nash was a good player, but he really helped that team look good in Phoenix. And uh, I will uh, be talking about the Nets. I'm going to do a video on them this week, too, uh, about how I feel. Um, and last uh, piece of news for the NBA is um, Jeremy Lin is... Uh, getting looked at by Golden State in Brooklyn. Could be interesting. I haven't seen much out of Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin's one of them guys that's kind of weird. He can play, but he's really just banked off of the two weeks of uh, fame. It's just two weeks. All, he put in maximum effort, uh, 
pushed all his cards in for two weeks, and it's paid off for him because he's gotten some nice contracts out of it. Um, but, yeah, I think he still could do something. He's not a gymmer for dead. He's not... Um, uh, he can he can do something in the league. He's definitely in a backup role, but we'll have to see how that works out. That's all the NBA moves for this week. Um, we're going to get into NFL power rankings. Um, I decided to change it up a little bit this week. I've been doing the MVP. I'm going to lay off that for a week or two, and I'm going to do the how I... Think it, this is a CBS Sports rankings, and I'm gonna tell you how I feel about their rankings. Um, I mean, uh, I at the top, it's they have the Steelers, but it's hard for me to um, put the Chiefs below anybody because I know the Chiefs at any moment can just turn it on. They've been kind of um, mailing it in at times this year, especially when they lost to the Raiders. That was a really good uh, game by the Raiders, but I don't think the Chiefs should have lost to anybody this year. They're just so, um, they've got the team sewn up. They've got fair, they've got a really good defense. Well, they, their defense is good. It's not tops, but it's, I think it's at least top 15, maybe borderline top 10 in the league. they got the Honey Badger, um, uh, uh, they got the Honey Badger out there. they got uh, Chris Jones. They um they got a really good defense and we all know what they can do on offense. You got uh got just so many pieces. They just added Le'Veon Bell. They got uh Carlos Edwards Hilaire, uh the rookie running back got LSU done amazing this year. You got Kelsey, you've got uh, uh Tyreek Hill, just a monster. Uh, and of course you got Pat Mahomes giving them the dimes. Every time he gets on the floor, he just knows what he's got to do. But um, the Steelers aren't far behind right now. They look really good. They kind of mailed it in. They definitely mailed it in against the Titans. Big Ben threw three picks because he just figured he could throw whatever he wants, and it came down to the end. And who knows if Gaskowski had not missed that kick at the end. Um, the, I honestly screwed a lot of people out of some money there. Um, but that's what you get when you bet. You play the odds. I think it was like minus two and a half, but um, they lost by three. Um, but the Steelers, um, they look very solid in the first half. Big Ben was just throwing the rock out there. Their defense is top tier. I'd say it's the best in the in the whole league, without a doubt. If I had to, if I had to argue one defense, I would pick the Steelers' defense to be the tops. Uh, but they are just looking good. They've got a big matchup with uh, on this uh, power rankings number three uh, ranked Ravens this week. Uh, that's kind of an that's kind of an iffy matchup for me. I don't know how it's gonna go um, because um, the Ravens have been quietly they've been doing okay. Uh, Lamar hasn't really been having too many highlight plays, but they've been playing while well they've been winning games. They're um 5 and 1 right now. Steelers are the only unbeaten team in the league. And I um my prediction I think they will, but it's up to um both defenses are top tier. The the Ravens just added in in Gakwe from uh the Vikings, which was a silly trade for the Vikings. They got him from Jacksonville. They traded a second round pick and they got back a third in this trade. So all they got was a third round pick out of it. They actually lost 
lost out, but they got his salary cap off. Uh, but the Ravens just added another piece to their defense. Steelers, like I said, defense is top tier, so that'll be pretty even there. I think uh, what will be the deciding factor is whether Lamar Jackson can uh, do his game and be able to throw the ball because I know Big Ben will most likely be able to throw the ball even with a little bit of pressure but when Lamar gets some pressure on him he can drop the dime every once in a while but can he do it consistently we have yet to see a full season into the playoffs of him doing consistently this is going to be a big playoffs for them because if they uh, just um, if they um, rolled snake guys in the playoffs and go out in the first round it's um, not going to be a good uh, good for them because the media is going to tear them apart um, but yeah I got I got the Steelers in that game because I don't know about Lamar's um, ability to consistently throw the ball for the entirety of the game you know he can throw the ball don't get me wrong but for the entirety of the game I still have questions on that um, Seahawks, um, I don't know who they play this week. Let me look real quick. Um, um, Seahawks play the Niners this week. That should be a win because the Niners are all busted up. And they aren't even playing uh, Jimmy G, which even if he was sucking, I would still go with him. But uh, Shanahan's got to do what he's got to do. I mean, he's knows what he's doing. He knows how to blow them Super Bowl leads. So he should know what he's doing down there. And Sam Fran. I, I mean, I know I've got some people that listen to Sam Fran. I... Um, but the Seahawks may win this week. We'll have to see. Their defense is horrendous. Not as bad as the Cowboys, but pretty close. Um, but the difference between them and the, Cow them and the Cowboys is, unfortunately, Derek got hurt, and Russell Wilson's just having that MVP season. And you got DK Metcalf running 22 miles an hour, 23 to catch a um, defender about 80 yards out. Which was that was really insane this week. That's probably one of the most athletic um, things I've seen. He reminds me a lot of uh, what I remember of Calvin Johnson on Detroit. I mean, a lot of I'm just taking that. I heard that this week. I watched a video on it, but I do see a lot of comparisons. He's just so athletic, and he can catch about anything. And uh, they got they got Lockett and Metcalf there and. Uh, Russell Wilson is going to have a lot of fun time until he retires throwing both of those guys. Um, and they just, um, no, they didn't get it. I think they traded for a defender. I'm not sure who it is, but they uh, tried to boost up the defense a little bit, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, but the Titans, uh, they are seventh on this list. I think they could be a little bit higher. They're being a little bit harsh on them. I don't know. All the teams that are above them are good teams, and they won last week, so I get that. But the Titans were literally, once they played in the set, once they got it going in the second half, basically were just a kick away from OT and possibly winning, especially with the way this, the uh, Steelers' defense was playing in that second half and just the way the offense was playing. They're just lazy in that second half. Um, but 
the Titans, Derrick Henry is just, he does what he does. He got it going a little bit in that second half. And uh, Tannehill's playing pretty good. So we'll have to see if they can keep that up. Uh, well, if they can get it back rolling, they lost. But, the, I mean, they've got the Bengals to beat down on. And unfortunately for Joe Burrow, he'll probably get sacked three or four times this game. And um, the Titans will just steamroll them. Literally, Derrick Henry will roll through that front line. I mean, they got Geno Atkins, but he can't do it all himself. Um, that is, uh, yeah, but, um, I don't know how they have the Browns at nine. I think that's a little bit high, especially after losing OBJ, unfortunately, to injury. I, if they hadn't thrown that pick, he wouldn't have got hurt, most likely. That's Baker Mayfield being an idiot and, uh, mediocre QB. Good backup is what it's looking like. I mean, it was against the Bengals. I don't get why... He's, he's mediocre. They need a better QB. They need, um, I don't know what they need, but they need somebody different. He's not Johnny Manziel, but he um, is just like a step up from Johnny Manziel. Uh, they need somebody different. Uh, I expect the Browns to drop. I don't, I don't see them keeping it up. They're phony. They play good against bad teams, and they... Um, stay, well, no, they get torched by the Steelers. They, it depends on the game they can possibly stay in. So we'll have to see what they do. Rams at 10. I, I don't mind that. Uh, uh, the Rams play the Dolphins this week. Could be interesting. It's going to be Tua's first start, but at the same time, you got to think Aaron Darnold's going to get to Tua not too bad. I mean, the line's not horrible on the Dolphins, but it's Aaron Darnold. So uh, I hope uh, he doesn't break two of the first game. Dolphins are three and three, and they're actually second in their division. They could get a possible wild card spot this year. That would be interesting. It would make the Miami fans. I know somebody I talked to on Xbox a lot as a Miami Dolphins fan, and they've they've had a lot of bad years, same as Detroit has, unfortunately. So, it would actually probably be nice for them to finally uh, make it to the playoffs. Maybe get knocked out in the first round, just like Detroit always does when they make it there. But at least the Dolphins have had past success, unlike Detroit. Um, the Cards at 11. I don't mind that. They had a really good comeback win against uh, the Seahawks. Didn't lead for any point in the game, and then uh, won it at end of regulation, uh, end OT. They won it. Um, but... Still have yet to see. I want to see another good game like that to really believe in the cards long-term. Uh, D-Hop has really helped. DeAndre Hopkins has helped a ton for that team with um, Kyler Murray being able to throw to somebody consistent. Not that Larry, Ger Larry Fitzgerald's not consistent, but it kind of takes the heat off of him and gives him a little bit more room to work. Um... One thing I do disagree with on this list, I don't get how the Colts are so high. I'll talk about it in a minute because they play Detroit um, this year, this week, but uh, I don't know how the Colts are that high. They've been okay. They're four and two, but I don't. They're kind of flaky for me. Another flaky team that plays another two flaky teams play each other. The Bears and the Saints play this week. Bears are five and two. Don't really. They've been lucky. Um, and Saints are 4-2. Bears got shut down last week by a punter. 
opponent put them at bad field position within the 10 and just on the two and different uh different things he just was he was tearing them up he sh he could have been defensive player of the year in uh, his conference that that week but they don't give it to punters but he did his work um the bears i the, the this is a fairly close one i do think that the bears defense will get on drew Brees, and unfortunately for drew Brees, age has caught up with him he cannot throw deep anymore which is unfortunate because Drew Brees is one of the great great QBs to ever play the game. He's got the passing yards. He's got a ring. The great QB, but he's just lost a lot of his touch, and he's lost his arm. He can only throw 10, 15 yards maybe consistently. Um, uh, the Bears uh, the Bears have a weak O-line, though. I will say that. The Saints' defense isn't horrible either. They'll get at um, Foles. Uh, but I think the defense of the Bears will keep uh, the Saints down where they won't be able to do a ton. Uh, the big factor for that is actually the weather. It's going to be 20-mile-an-hour winds in Chicago, and uh, they're an open bowl, and the Saints haven't played outside of their outside of a bowl this whole season. So I expect the Saints to lose that one for multiple factors, weather, Bears defense getting it through Breeze. But that ought to be a good one. I, I think that's Sunday at 1. I don't know if I can watch that one, but I might tune in, just keep track of it. Um, surprising at number 16, we've got the Detroit Lions up seven spots from last week according to the CBS rankings. Lions had a heck of a game last week. I mean, given our, it's against the Falcons, but it was nice to see. Um, this is my favorite part of the week. This is, of course, the Lions. Then I'm talking about the Lions. But they're 3-3 three and three right now. Same as the Dolphins, so the same goes for them. This game will show um, who they are. Uh, they play the Colts, who I said was kind of flaky. I didn't know how how I felt about the Colts. We'll have to see. The Colts are weak at wide receiver and don't have the best corners. So I expect Kenny Galladay to have a very good game. And um, I just, I hope Parkinstein has a good game too. Um, but uh, Stafford, last game, one of the greatest comebacks I've seen him have. He just marched it down the floor. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. That was, of course, after Todd Gurley screwed up and didn't get down before he had a touchdown and created one of the weirdest pitchers of foot that uh, will go down in history as one of the weirdest pitchers uh, ever shot by NFL photographers as the defending team was uh, motioning as it was a touchdown when the offensive guy was laying on the ground. Um just that's for the defensive team to be rooting for a touchdown just beyond me um but after that like i said stafford got the ball took it right down and then he gets out of the pocket just a hair throws takes like two steps and drops a dime to hockenstein in the end zone as he falls down catching the ball Game over, no time left. Prater just finishes off with the kick, even though he didn't miss one earlier in the game. Um, but 
Matt Prater's a, a really good kicker. I mean, he's not Dave Hansen, but they can't all be Dave Hansen. Dave Hansen's one of the best kickers in the game, and he enjoyed it in Detroit because he got to kick a lot. Um, but, yeah. Um, that was a good one for the Lions. Good one for the Lions. I'm actually, as much as I want Patricia gone, I want him... Much as I want Patricia gone, I want him to just keep rolling. Um, we should be able to beat the Flaky Bears. I'm hoping wild card spot. Um, but again, we played two week teams in back to back weeks, so we'll have to see. Um, we'll have to see what they do. Uh, another another team down the list that surprised me in the last couple weeks was uh, the Washington uh, football team almost said the word can't say that anymore um, but the Washington football team um, they um, really came out and dominated the Cowboys the Cowboys I there is definitely an excuse for the Cowboys Dak was their heart and soul from the looks of it I did not realize there was that much correlation between Dak and their success but I guess that is what is happening now with uh, just the way that they just fall into pieces now without Dak there. Um, and even the way Dalton just got obliterated by that late kind of sleazy hit. I would have I would have suspended that guy two games just to make a point if I was Goodell. But he basically i i was surprised from the looks of it i thought he was out on the field and just uh, out cold but um we'll have to see uh but yeah washington's defense has been really good and they've got a couple good a, a good young receiver i forget his name and i i should know if i'm going to do this podcast and i'll try to remember next week but he has been doing good for them. It looks like getting rid of Haskins was the right idea for them. I think, yeah, they're 2-5 and five now, one game. Um, yeah, basically one game out of the um, top seed. The Eagles play the Cowboys this week. And uh, it's not like Washington wants uh, the Eagles to lose to the Cowboys because if the Cowboys win, they uh, go ahead of them. But I know Cowboys fans want the Eagles to lose and them to be number one. Uh, but I don't know how the Cowboys should feel because do they want to, if they tank and got another, they don't need another wide receiver. They need defense is what they need because they give up like 36, 39 points a game, which is the highest. And then they just traded, I don't know who it was, to Detroit, uh, one of their big linemen to Detroit, big uh, key linemen to Detroit for um, a pick, so... We'll see how that goes. They need, they definitely need defense. So that is a big issue. If Dallas had the defense that Baltimore has with the offense that they have, if Dak was healthy, they'd be be hard to beat them because their offense is so good. Um, but they need to pay Dak next year. That'll be a big game. I think it's Sunday night. Cowboys Eagles. Um, not sure if it's. Let me look. Is it at? It's at um, Philly. I I can't tell either way. Unfortunately, I think without a. I think they're putting in their third string quarterback for the Cowboys. I can't trust him unless they they should just run the ball down their throat like with Zeke, like they do with Derrick Henry. 
Um, but they're trying to stick in their own offense. Mike McCarthy doesn't know what he's doing. Um, they should have hired somebody better, but maybe next, maybe they can get him out of there and uh, get somebody else in there in, in the off season. But the Eagles, I mean, they're just in better health and they seem more together. That I think I gotta take the Eagles that game. Um, yeah, but it's um, it was. I hope Dak heals up and he gets back because that Cowboys team needs him. Um, but that's gonna do it for the 34 spot. But that's gonna do it for the 34 Sports podcast this week. I'm um, hoping to get at least one to two videos out this week on the YouTube channel. Go follow 34 Sports Talk on YouTube and on Instagram um, if you're interested in that. And it also uh, I let you know when I uh, publish a podcast as well if you listen consistently and want to know. I've done some polls on there too uh, as of late. I did some on the draft. NBA draft. Um, so yeah, thank thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you're on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, and if you're on the podcast platform, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're at, thank you for watching. And uh, we'll be back next week with number fourteen. Thank you.